Today's authentication technologies have a number of well-known shortcomings when used at internet scale. The authentication experience for a user is extremely fragmented and anxiety-inducing. The user must authenticate themselves multiple times to different entities, including their local devices and various online services such as email and banking. Each such experience is different with different failure modes. Passwords, by far the most common authentication method, have a number of problems related to strength management and compromise. The FIDO2 proposals present a strong user authentication framework that can replace passwords and will achieve it without compromising user convenience. This framework replaces password with FIDO2 credentials that can't be fished, replayed, and are not subject to server breach attacks. I'm Nick Holland, Director of Banking and Payments with ISMG, and today I'm speaking with Knock Knock Labs CEO, Phil Duncanberger, about FIDO2 and the resulting changes and the industry implications. So, Phil, welcome. Great to be with you today. So, Phil, um, let's get started. Can you explain what is new in FIDO2 and, and, and what these new credentials are? The, the crux of the new announcement and what's very exciting about FIDO2 is FIDO's next component is FIDO for browsers. 60% of all transactions happening on the internet today go through a, a browser interface. And this really extends the FIDO component protocols to a browser experience for the user. So we now cover everything from devices that uh, have traditionally been supported by FIDO phones and tablets to PCs, desktops, and kiosks. So you've got a full, richer experience with FIDO through a browser interface, and it just extends the capability to give one common framework that people can use for all of their browsing and or application experiences. What are the industry implications for uh, FIDO2? I think there's a couple of implications that jump out. One, FIDO has traditionally been used uh, initially in the deployments that we've seen and that we've been involved with at Knock Knock Labs in doing business-to-consumer types of applications. Uh, people coming on wanting to check their financials, people wanting to log in and buy goods and services using their phone, people using their phone as a, with uh, payment methodologies. All of those designed use cases to make the phone easier to use in a traditional consumer sense. The idea that FIDO2's component architecture with browsers, browser interfaces traditionally used uh, across industries and enterprises, really opens up the enterprise market. And for those people that are traditionally using it behind a firewall, employees, contractors, business partners, you now have the ability to give them a rich FIDO experience with all the benefits you mentioned in your opening, now bringing that to the enterprise. It's supported by the FIDO Alliance. Uh, major demonstrations of this are being done by Microsoft and Google around their enterprise products. So it really extends FIDO across a new group of users and a new group of devices, as I stated before, but fundamentally gives the developer a framework for all devices and applications that enterprises would see in B2B and B2C. What's going to be the biggest barrier to adoption, do you think? What are we trying, what problem are we trying to solve? The far and away leader in authentication technologies for a user is username and password. The user doesn't see most of the time that a lot of other authentication methods are being employed. Is it the same device you always use? Is it the same time zone you're in? Uh, is it the same type of transaction you traditionally do with this business partner that you're trying to transact with? All of the things that go about creating identity for you are 
not seen by the user. So the market leader far and away has always been username and password. The idea of FIDO has always been what we call the four easies. It was designed to do these things. You live a connected life. You got a digital persona of your identity. Biometrics are becoming ubiquitous. And the four easy first point is users today are demanding easier to use types of, con of convenience. And these conveniences have to be something that not only give you ease of use, the first piece, they give you the second part of the four easies, which is real ease of experience. You don't want to go someplace. I had this example yesterday where I was trying to register on a site. In the middle of me trying to buying something, they wanted me to go back and give them a bunch of marketing information. I ultimately got off the site and went someplace else because that website was creating friction for me. People want a frictionless experience. They don't want it just to be easy to use. They don't want in the process a lot of other things to get in the way of accomplishing what they're trying to do online. The other piece of this four-part design is uh, ease of security or easy security. People do not want to be asked 30 different questions about their mother's maiden name, uh, what was their dog's name in 1961, uh, all of these things that require just really additional passwords for identity proofing. They want it to be very, very simple and very easy, but they want it to be strong. FIDO, of course, based its core capability on public-private key challenges, the best thing we know how to do in the industry for individuals and devices talking to servers. How do you split it up and base it on essentially cryptography, which is the best thing we know how to do, and FIDO did that but we did it in a way that still fulfills the ease of use and the ease of experience. So ease of security comes along for the ride. And then last, a lot of the business today as we're seeing every day in the headlines, ease of compliance. We've got new compliance regimes coming out all over the world uh, for banking, uh, especially PSD2 in Europe, GDPR in Europe. You've got the privacy issues that have come up. All of those things uh, are, are, are being really looked at. You see somebody like Facebook today that's core in the news. They have a third party issue. They've opened their data store to a third party who is supposed to play by the rules. And the idea of there's an app for that, I don't think a lot of people really realize that there's an app for data theft or a DAP for ADA abuse. These apps that have been built many, many times don't follow the rules. And if you don't really strongly authenticate who that partner is and what their app is doing, you can run into problems like we see Facebook facing today. And these kind of things that when users hear about their personal information, they begin to worry about their personal privacy. And in many places in the world, led by Europe, followed by Asia, privacy is a major concern. Who has access to my personal information? Who has access that can use that to get banking information, to get medical records, to get fintech types of things in my retirement areas? All of these things play considerably on a business when looking at uh, regulatory and compliance. FIDO gives you that ease of compliance. By separating the user and their private keys from the public keys that are stored on various sites around the world, you make it very, very tough for man-in-the-middle attacks and phishing attacks. You also make it very tough for somebody to reassemble the parts you need in FIDO to actually do a transaction. It'd have to have your device. It'd have to be logged in to the server that you logged into. It'd have to know the service that the key was applied to. They would also have to have you, and if it was a biometric, some way of accessing your biometric. 
the beauty of FIDO is even if they had all those things, FIDO can allow you to go out of band and say, the rest of our fraud metrics, the rest of the things we do to create identity can come back into play. Up to and including, hey, we don't like the device you're on, the time zone you're in. We're not getting a good fingerprint read off that sensor. Why don't you go call our call center? The point is, is all the integration and stuff we've done for identity proofing over the years, the signaling of FIDO gives you a first time good. This is probably Phil's device. We know it because of the metadata we have on it. Looks like it's Phil. He's got the public private key. He's doing transactions he already does. Let's let this one go through versus the one I just described where it's really complex and complicated and it's broken. Instead of abandoning that and blowing up the experience and frustrating the person or catching the fraudster, which is even better, you can ask them out of band to come back in and re-authenticate. That's called step-up authentication. And the beauty of that is PSD2 and things like those regimes that I think will be standard globally at some point. That is really what it's about. How do I know who's out there? Hence the name Knock Knock Labs. You know, when I say knock knock to an individual, they usually say back, who's there? That's the key to what FIDO is all about, really determining and giving your systems the ability to figure out who's out there in the ether. Thank you, Phil. That was Phil Dunkelberger, CEO of Knock Knock Labs. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Holland.